Bulgarian National Radio. Welcome, dear friends of Radio Bulgaria. You're listening to Bulgaria Today, the English language podcast of the Bulgarian National Radio. And it is on a very festive day here. Joining you from our studio in Sofia, it is me, Rosita Petkova. And today we celebrate probably the best loved and most unifying festive day of all and for all Bulgarians living in this country and abroad. May the 24th, the day of the Holy Brothers, Cyril and Methodius which is the day of the Bulgarian alphabet, education and culture. So, on our program today, our editor Veneta Nikolova takes us to a little-known rock-hewn monastery in Bulgaria, which is home to the oldest Cyrillic inscription in the world. Next, we talk to a Bulgarian artist who has already presented the beauty of Bulgaria in nearly 50 countries on six continents including distant Antarctica, and who has become a true ambassador of Bulgaria around the globe. And also, we will listen to Bulgarian music, the hymn to the Holy Brothers Cyril and Methodius, a song without which no celebration can go in Bulgaria. And also, in our song of the day, at the end, we will bring you a Bulgarian folklore classic with a twist. Welcome to the show. May the 24th for all Bulgarians is invariably connected with one song, with music by Panayot Pipkov and lyrics by Stuyan Mikhailovsky. The song March Ahead, O Revived People, or it is his popularly known The Saints Cyril and Methodius Anthem. The poem was first published in Missal magazine in Russe at the end of the 19th century under the title of Cyril and Methodius. And it was on the basis of this text that in 1901, Bulgarian composer Panayot Pipkov, at the time a school teacher in the town of Lovech, created a song performed by school children on the day of the saints Cyril and Methodius. The very next year it was being performed in most schools around the country to become a musical symbol of this day and of Bulgarians' love of education and culture. Let's hear at the start of today's podcast the hymn to Cyril and Methodius, the performances of the children from the Pim Pam Choir conducted by Boris Karadimtiv. This was the hymn to the Holy Brothers Cyril and Methodius, the creators of the Slavonic letters. And the first topic now on our podcast today will be history and we will tell you more about the oldest Cyrillic inscription in the world and where it was discovered. History 
high above the road near the village of Krepcha, one can stop and see a rock-hewn monastery. Founded in the 9th and 10th century, it was one of the earliest rock dwellings on the territory of Bulgaria. It was discovered by the father of Bulgarian archaeology, Kavel Skorpil, at the beginning of the 20th century. But to this day, some of its secrets remain veiled in mystery. Radio Bulgaria's Veneta Nikolova talks to historian Miroslav Georgiev, the curator from the History Museum in the town of Targovite. He brings us more. The monastery has been partially restored and is now open for visits. The hermitage extends over three floors and once consisted of a church, monastic cells and a church tomb. There was also a semblance of a veranda, probably covered with a wooden structure or with a stone construction. The middle terrace, where the monastery church used to be, is currently open for visits. But the greatest treasure of the Krepcho Rock Monastery are the inscriptions discovered there. They are in Cyrillic and are about 20 in number. Among them, however, there is also one in the ancient Hebrew language, a mystery that still raises discussions in scientific circles. And the most amazing find is an old inscription at the entrance to the rock church. It was discovered in the early 1970s and it reads, In the year 921, the servant of God Anton died in the month of October. The inscription is nine lines, the first three lines are relatively well read from, and the following ones contain separate letters and words, which are supposed to carry information about the very date of the death of this monk, and perhaps also the time of death. This is what we learned from Miroslav Gyurgiev, curator at the Regional Museum of History in the nearby town of Telgoviste. The monastery was discovered by a monk named Antoni or Anton, and we understand from this, from two of the inscriptions in the monastery, this information. He created it at the end of the 9th and the beginning of the 10th century, and the brotherhood of between 5 and 10 monks was formed around him. Antoni died in 921. This is reflected in one of the inscriptions, which is the earliest dated Cyrillic inscription found to date. You know that about 250 million people around the world use the Cyrillic alphabet, and we have no earlier inscription than the date 921. This means that the monk Antony died 25 years before the death of St. Ivan Rilski and 6 years before that of Tsar Simeon, from which it can be concluded that he was their contemporary. So the inscription from Krepcha awakens a discussion about when monasticism actually began in Bulgarian lands and who was its founder, Miroslav Gyurgiev explains. In front of the entrance to the church tomb, at a height of 8 meters, the researchers came across another amazing find, a relatively well-preserved five-line inscription. The following is written in very well-carved letters between 2 and 3 centimeters in size on the stone. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Saint Father Anthony rests here. 
and whoever made a granary in the church, let them answer before God. The unworthy Michael wrote this. Amen. The interesting thing is that Antony is called holy in this inscription. It is possible that after his death he was declared a saint, Miguslav Gilgiev claims. The inscription in the church tomb also reveals a curious historical detail. It is about the oath contained in it. And whoever makes a granary in the church, let him answer before God. There is no other similar document in Bulgarian epigraphy, says Miguslav Georgiev, adding. This oath as a warning may have been directed against monks who allowed themselves to use the premises of the monasteries or this particular monastery for economic purposes rather than for worship or ecclesiastical activity. There is another theory also. During the period when Tsar Simeon was waging wars in Thrace, there are known testimonies that state that he ordered the grain to feed his army to be stored in churches or similar rock abodes, explained historian Miroslav Gyukiev in an interview for Radio Bulgaria's Veneta Nikolova. heard an interview with historian Miroslav Gyurgiev talking to Radio Bulgaria's editor Veneta Nikolova with a short trip to the village of Krepcha and the oldest inscription in Cyrillic in the world discovered in Bulgaria. Next, Bulgaria Today continues on May the 24th with another interview. This time, my colleague Desislava Semkovska from the Russian section of Radio Bulgaria talks to a Bulgarian painter, an ambassador of Bulgarian culture around the world. Culture The paintings of Bulgarian artist Petya Ilieva have been shown in so many countries around the world that it is easier to count the places where her works have not been exhibited yet. The talented artist has already presented the beauty of Bulgaria in nearly 50 countries on six continents, including distant Antarctica. The president of France, Emmanuel Macron, also owns one of her works. Petya Eliva has been drawing since the early age and received her first big award at the age of nine. She graduated from the Ilya Petrov National Art High School in Sofia and then studied painting and aesthetics in the Saints Cyril and Methodius University in her hometown of Veliku Ternovo. She later specialized in mural restoration in Vienna, where in the period 1995 to the year 2010, she took part in the restoration of eight iconic sites. And here is more from her in an interview for Radio Bulgaria's Desislava Semkovska. Hierarchy 
It is really exciting that I have touched the frescoes in two Catholic churches in Vienna with my brush, but the most memorable were the five months I spent in Burgklam Castle. There, together with Professor Fassel, we were uncovering the murals that had been sealed when electrification took place. The castle was built in 1149 and later in 1581 it was acquired by the Clam family. One can see a separate family concert hall where the little Mozart used to perform. A few years ago I went to see the finished look of the room with the original harpsichord that Mozart used and the mannequin dressed in an authentic costume and the wig of the virtuoso, as well as the murals which we then restored and preserved, artist Petya Ilieva says. Petya Ilieva's works are characterized by the bright colors of Bulgarian embroidery and folk motifs from all regions of the country, as the style has become a trademark of the artist. It is part of my nature to be always looking for something unique, something that no one has done before me. The year 2012 was the European Year of Sustainable Energy. I represented Bulgaria at an international forum of artists under the auspices of UNESCO, and I was looking for examples and symbols of the sustainable energy that has preserved our people throughout the centuries. That's how I reached to the folklore motives, Petya Ilieva recalls. She says she's happy that she has achieved her goal in places where people didn't know anything about Bulgaria. Petya Ilieva turned the topic into a long-term initiative and in 2019 a large-scale project called Art for Diplomacy started, in which the diplomatic representations in Bulgaria are also included. The project introduces foreigners to Bulgarian culture and Bulgarians to the beauty of foreign cultures. Works within the framework of this project can be seen in a number of public spaces in the urban landscape of Sofia and also in Havana now. At the initiative of the Embassy of Bulgaria in Cuba, we organized an exhibition together with my street art project, which included decoration with traditional Bulgarian and Cuban motifs on electrical distribution boxes into central pedestrian streets in the capital, Petya Ilieva says. She continues her mission of popularizing Bulgarian culture, introducing people to interesting things about this country that they cannot find on the Internet, and provoking their desire to visit her homeland. Her works make her a true ambassador of Bulgarian culture throughout the world. For a long time, after the presentations, people keep writing to me, sharing their impressions with gratitude that, at least for a while, I somehow charged them with the energy of Bulgaria. Artist Petya Ilieva said in an interview for Radio Bulgaria's Desislava Semkovska. You can read more and you can see photos of Petya Ilieva's work on our website in the section Culture. Song of the Day 
And we are coming to the end of our podcast, dear friends, on March the 24th. And it's time for our music slot on the Day of Bulgarian Letters and Culture. We have chosen to present to you today yet another example of turning Bulgarian folklore into a modern musical language. Composer Georgi Strezov made his version of the extremely famous Bulgarian folk song Dilmano Dilbero. The song is distinguished by Strezov's innovative approach, but at the same time he has managed to preserve the authenticity of folklore as the main voices of the song were recorded with the Vanya Moneva female choir. In the arrangement we can also hear the wooden shepherd's flute, Kaval of Christian Georgiev and Tambura of Kirill Georgiev. Here is what Georgi Strezov shared on social networks about the creation of this version of the song. The Dilmano Dilbero single in my interpretation is music that more or less takes me out of my musical comfort zone, but I always wanted to somehow bring it into equal measure. I would like us to be more in a dialogue with each other and to roll up our sleeves together for making our piece of paradise where we live a better place, composer Georgi Strezov wrote on the social networks. The video to the song shows breathtaking footage from Bulgaria and it is the work of photographer Vladislav Terziski. The shots taken by him represent a tour of beautiful natural and historical places in Bulgaria. You can see this video on our website in the section music. And now let's listen to Dilmano Dilbero, Song of the Day on Bulgaria Today podcast on May the 24th, the Day of Bulgarian Culture and Education. The Bulgarian folklore classic Dilmano Dilbero in a new version of composer Georgi Strezov and the performances of the female choir Vanya Moneva. And this was the end, dear friends, of our festive podcast this Wednesday, May the 24th, the Day of Bulgarian Letters and Culture. Don't forget to hear more Bulgarian music. You just have to go to the section Music on our website. And another reminder, for those of you listening to this podcast on Spotify, the songs are not available for listening there. The full podcast is available only via our website at bnr.bg en. Thank you for joining us today. It was Osita Petkova with you from the studio in Sofia. We wish you a great Wednesday, dear friends. Stay well and take care. Bulgarian National Radio.